Okay, my sisters and my brothers. See where does the leads move over to the left? It's like all the way over on the right side, almost to the edge. Um, looks okay on my screen. Looks okay now. Okay. Fine. Yeah, it's okay on mine too. I think you got a. Okay. I think you got a problem. I want to talk about conferring blessings today. Blessings, blessing others. We should, we can, and here's how. We read about blessing, uh, the very first words that God speaks uh, to humankind in the Bible are words of blessing. We have also patriarchal blessings that we read about that today. And here is, here is Isaac. It's a good painting. Isaac, a blind uh, old man. There's his son, and Isaac is feeling his son's arms. He said, oh, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the arms are the arms of Esau. And he blesses them. So patriarchal blessings. We read about that. Matriarchal also. In our tradition, we uh, the, the right to bless or the responsibility to bless also passes to parents blessing their children. In our Shabbat home liturgy, fathers bless their sons, mothers bless their sons with uh, with uh, may the Lord make you like uh, like Ephraim and Manasseh. And bless the daughters, may God make you like Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. Parental blessings. Priests were especially designated in the Bible to be the ones who blessed the people of Israel. But this category of priesthood has been kind of democratized. Uh, the Pharisees uh, believed and taught Israel that uh, we're all a mamlechet kohanim, we're all a kingdom of priests, and therefore the holiness that was appropriate for priests in the temple should be evident in the lives of the people. And even those of us who are not Jewish, uh, we're told in the letter to uh, letter of Peter that you're a mamlechet kohanim and a goy kadosh, this, this uh, status of being a kingdom of priests and a holy nation passes on to God's people. So blessings are patriarchal, they're parental, they're priestly. And this is also our calling from God. We read in 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, do not repay evil for evil or insult for insult, but give a blessing instead it is for this reason you were called. What reason? That we might bless others, even our enemies. For this reason you were called, so that you might inherit a blessing. We are called to be God's agents of blessing in the world. So let's define blessing for a moment. Blessing is the act of calling down God's favor upon someone or something. The one calling can be a person, an angel, or God himself. Blessings are meant to bring benefits to the recipients. This is a 
definition that comes from a Jewish textual website called Tzafaria. It's a good definition. Again, blessing is the act of calling down God's favor upon someone or something. The one calling down can be a person, an angel, or God himself. Blessings are meant to bring benefits to the recipient. So, we need to talk about this because if you get on YouTube and look about blessing, the word is used a lot in ways that are very sloppy in terms of what the Bible says. I want to return to a certain biblical, to a rootedness in biblical precedent. The source of blessing is not you or your words. You are not the source of blessing. It's always and only God who is the source of blessing. For whom you or I may be authorized agents. We may be authorized by God to confer blessing upon people, but ultimately we're not the blesser. We are only the agent of God who is the source of blessing. Remember, we're told to give a blessing. It is for this reason you were called so that you might inherit a blessing. Let's see, just a second. Okay. The master pattern for conferring a blessing is this passage, which may be the oldest passage in the Older Testament. It's very ancient. The Aaronic <coughs> Adonai said to Moshe, speak to Aharon and his sons, and tell them that this is how you are to bless the people of Israel. You are to say to them, May Adonai bless you and keep you. May Adonai make his face shine on you and show you favor. May Adonai lift up his face towards you and give you peace. In this way, they are to put my name on the people of Israel so that I will bless them. Let's take a look at this master pattern for conferring blessings. First of all, notice the note of authorization here. Adonai said to Moshe, speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them that this is how you are to bless the people of Israel. You're to say this to them. So God authorizes Moshe, authorizes Aaron, authorizes the priests, in this case, to confer blessing. So how can you, Rusty, Steve, Lynn, Richard, Marsha, all of you, how can you be agents of blessing? First, determine that you're authorized. Author, Adonai said to Moshe, speak to Aaron and his sons, tell them this is how you're to bless the people of Israel, you're to say to them, etc., etc. We have quite a mandate to be agents of blessing, but we need to sense, is it my place to bless this person? Secondly, blessing people means speaking productivity and fruitfulness to them. May Adonai bless you. This word blessing is a word for fruitfulness and multiplication and productivity. So when you bless people, you need to call down from God productivity and fruitfulness in their lives. Third, you need to speak protection upon them. May Adonai bless you and keep you. Shomelecha. Yivrechon Yishmorecha. That's from Shomer. To guard you. 
Uh, the Jewish tradition says that this idea of God guarding them or protecting them includes protecting them from the presumption they might have due to blessedness. You get blessed. People get blessed by God oftentimes, sometimes. They get blessed financially or in some way. Then they get cute. We need to be protected from our own presumption. When you pray for people, pray for God's fruitfulness and productivity in their lives. But also pray that they'll be protected from all kinds of things, including their own presumptions. Number four, speak intimate favor from God upon them. May Adonai make his face to shine on you and show you his favor. One of the most horrifying things that uh, Scripture speaks of is what's called hestrapanim, when God hides his face. Uh, if you've ever been in a situation where somebody's angry with you, even a very close relative, a parent or a child, a sister or a brother, and they're angry, and one of the ways you know they're angry is they won't meet your eyes. They, don't, they won't give you a face-to-face -face contact. Conversely, when God makes his face to shine on you, he is uh, looking upon you with favor. So you speak God's intimate favor upon these people. Fifth, speak fullness and well-being. May Adonai lift up his face towards you and give you shalom. Shalom is not just the absence of war. It's not that essentially. It is wellness. It is wholeness. It is fullness of being. And finally, you should name God as the source of blessing. In this way, they will put my name on the people of Israel so that I will bless them. God says, you're delivering this message. You're saying this. You're my agents, but I am the one who blesses. And so when you bless people, make sure that they understand that God is the source of blessing. So here it is again. Adonai said to Moshe, Speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them that this is how you are to bless the people of Israel. You are to say to them, may Adonai bless you, that is, make you productive and fruitful, and may he keep you, may he protect you. May Adonai make his face to shine on you and show you his favor. May, God's, uh, may God uh, look upon you with kindness. May God lift up his face towards you and give you peace. May he make you whole, may he make you well, may he make you full. In this way, that's the way we put God's name on the people of Israel, that he would bless them. Finally, some I've given you pointers about what to do. Here's a little more about the attitudes, the mindset, the spiritual, shall I say, the kind of the way you spiritually seat yourself when you do this. First of all, when you're going to bless somebody, be sensitive to the influence of the Spirit. Don't just launch forth. Pause for a minute. Pray uh, inwardly, or even not just inwardly. Pray to God for his guidance. The Holy Spirit is given to us to help us to pray. Um, it's a very good habit that when you go to prayer of any kind, or in this case, blessing, 
you ask for the Holy Spirit's help. So with sensitivity to the influence of the Spirit, and on the basis of what you know and sense about the person or the persons and their situation, from observation, from experience, from reports, and from sanctified intuition, don't just kind of throw the same blessing out for everybody. Blessing is very individual. So when you bless people, bless them on the basis of what you know about them, what you sense about them, about their situation, from what you observe, from what you've experienced with them, from reports on them, from sanctified intuition. It should be personalized. Do it on the basis of scriptures that may rightly be applied to this person or persons. With all of this in mind, you speak forth what scripture and the spirit seem to indicate is a word of encouragement, comfort, or upbuilding that God would have them receive at this time. Those three words, encouragement, comfort, and upbuilding, are what, are what describes uh, a prophecy. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, we're told that the Spirit was poured out so that all of us would, would, would be prophets. All of us, not prophets like Isaiah, we're not producing scripture. But we are people who are called to speak weighty words that echo from the kingdom of God. And these words of blessing are not only a priestly role that we play, but a prophetic role we play. And that prophetic role is to speak encouragement into people's lives, to speak comfort into their lives, to speak a building into their lives. That's what we're doing. That's how we do it. Why do we do it? We do it to comfort and encourage and build them up, to strengthen them for who they are called to be, for what they are called to do, for how they are supposed to live and respond to life and to God, both now and in the future. That's why we do it. Finally, when you receive, when somebody prays blessing upon you, here's some guidelines. First, be careful you are being blessed by someone who is likely to be a channel of God's blessing in your life. Do not simply submit to just anyone's prayers. When I worked for Jews for Jesus, and I was music director, I was also in the headquarters building, and when people came in off the street, uh, it was often my job for a while to handle them. Two guys came in to see us, and they claimed to be the two witnesses from the book of Revelation. And I had the dandy privilege of dealing with these guys. So he came into my office to talk to me, and one of them said to me, may I pray before we start? And I said, no. I don't want this guy's prayers. This guy is spiritually, what shall I say, wacko, weak, off base, contaminated. Don't let just anybody pray for you. You need to know if these people are really apt to be agents of God in your life, or just people who want to lay their own trip on you, or who knows what else. 
So don't just submit to just anyone's prayers. Second, listen to the blessing. If the, if, if the person is an appropriate person to pray for you, listen to the blessing in a receptive frame of mind while sensing, asking, and answering, does this seem like God's word to me? Thirdly, if this is the case, then you should receive the blessing with faith and with thanksgiving. If it seems to be God's word to you, if the person is, if you have every good reason to believe this person is apt to be an agent of God's will in your life, if the words, like I say, uh, seem like God's word to you, then receive the blessing with faith and with thanks. And if not, if you're not sure, receive those words and ponder them. Hold them in your heart and mind for further evaluation. So, I'm encouraging us all. I mean, every one of you, when you uh, spend time with someone, something I didn't put on my list, you should ask them, you mind if I bless you? Don't just launch forth, ask permission. And then I suggest that you use the ironic benediction as a pattern. You can use just these words, or you can use these as a, as a framework. You can say, may God bless you with fruitfulness. May God bless you with fruitfulness, Steve, in your work as you're there helping to build a bridge down in Long Beach. You work hard. May he make you productive. May this cause your, your co-workers and your superiors to value you highly. And may he keep you. Then I would talk about the things that Steve needs to be protected from. May Adonai make his face to shine on you. And then I would talk about ways in which I'm asking that God would show Steve favor. May, he, may God lift up his face towards you and give you shalom. May you sense his wellness, his wholeness, his fullness of being this week. So use the ironic benediction as a pattern. So your assignment for this week, and none of you should skip this assignment because you've heard this blessing so many times, you probably already know it. You should memorize this so that it just becomes something you can use um, in your task of being a blessing to others because that's what we were called to be.